Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 12th of September. Queen Elizabeth II's coffin has arrived in Edinburgh overnight as the world continues to pay their respects to the late monarch. Thousands gathered along the Royal Mile to witness the historic procession drive through the centre of the city to St Giles Cathedral. King Charles III and the rest of the royal family will attend a service. Channel 7 correspondent David Boywood telling us this morning from London it will be a number of days before Her Majesty's coffin will make the final trip back to London. Uh, We had that funeral procession. It was a very slow uh, procession today. That was by design from Balmoral down here to Edinburgh. Uh, And that was so that all those people in those very small Scottish villages could actually get out and pay their respects there. Look, her body was met by some senior royals and it was taken into the palace. She'll stay there. Her body will stay there tonight and then tomorrow it will move on to St Giles Cathedral. It will lie in state there for 24 hours before... Uh, those preparations on Tuesday when uh, her casket will be boarded onto that RAF flight bound for London to start uh, those uh, funeral preparations down there. It's also been an opportunity for many people to pay their respects to the late monarch with these mourners telling Channel 7 many are grieving along with the royal family. And so it's really difficult for them to come out and put a brave face on. They did respond to the um, people waiting and the public um, by just sort of acknowledging us and um, one of the royals just put their hands together and sort of like gave a bow in, in respect really for us and we gave that back to them. Meantime, all eyes are on King Charles III, who over the weekend was officially proclaimed on Saturday at St James's Palace in London. In taking up these responsibilities, I shall strive to follow the inspiring example I have been set in upholding constitutional government and to seek the peace, harmony and prosperity of the peoples of these islands and of the Commonwealth realms and territories throughout the world. And as a new era begins under King Charles III, a new united front too from Princes William and Harry over the weekend. The heirs making a surprise appearance together along with Catherine, who is now the Princess of Wales, and Meghan, their first public appearance together in two years. British historian Professor Anna Whitelock has told Channel 9 King Charles could play an important role moving forward in world events. If he can champion himself as an environmental monarch who can speak out sort of apolitically as is required of a constitutional monarch but at the same time speaking into what are becoming increasingly political and global issues, I think he really could find a space and a voice for himself. Back home in Australia, we'll have a public holiday as part of a national memorial service for the Queen next week. Our Prime Minister announcing yesterday the Day of Mourning will take place next Thursday, the 22nd of September, following Her Majesty's funeral in London. Meantime, Anthony Albanese has spoken with Sky News UK overnight and dismissed speculation about Australia becoming a republic, saying now is the time to commemorate the Queen and celebrate her 70 years on the throne. I am of the personal view, and I've made it uh, clear, that now is the time for us to pay tribute to the life of Queen Elizabeth II, to give thanks uh, for her service to Uh, Australia, to the Commonwealth and to the world, and uh, that is the focus that I have. 
To other news this Monday morning and in WA, police are calling for witnesses to come forward after a fatal car accident killed two young women. The car they were travelling in ploughed into a lake in Perth's northeast yesterday. Both the women aged in their 20s died at the scene. A pilot has been killed in a light plane crash in bushland in North Queensland. Police launched a search for the missing plane yesterday with the wreckage found a few hours later northwest of its intended destination. The forensic crash unit is now investigating. Overseas, at least four people have been killed with a number of others injured after a massive earthquake hit Papua New Guinea. The magnitude 7.6 tremor hit the country's eastern region with a tsunami warning issued shortly afterwards. Authorities say the threat of that tsunami has now passed. And hundreds have gathered at a memorial in the Pentagon in the US to mark the 21st anniversary of the September 11 terror attacks. US President Joe Biden paying tribute to the many victims of the attacks. And I know for all those of you who've lost someone, 21 years is both a lifetime and no time at all. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. We'd like to start the week with some good news and it looks like it's set to be a positive start for the stocks with a big 79-point gain tipped by the futures market. That's right. If the futures are right, this will be a 1.15% gain at the start of the trade. And it follows all three key US stock market indexes teasing strongly on Friday. Crucially, this is a big week for economic statistics that could either send stocks much higher or could make them sink like a stone. So what are we set to find out this week with those big economic indicators, Peter? We have the latest inflation number from the US on Wednesday and stocks will rise if the inflation number falls. But before that, we see local consumer confidence and business confidence on Tuesday. And on Thursday, we get the August unemployment number. Ironically, a lower jobless number will worry the Reserve Bank. It will mean that they will probably raise interest rates again by half a percent in September and that won't help local stocks. Yeah, interesting. And talking about the Reserve Bank and, of course, interest rates, the increase in the cash rate and subsequently interest rates has seen homeowners opt for refinancing. And in June, a record $18 billion worth of mortgages were refinanced. That's incredible. Yeah. It's extraordinary numbers, isn't it? And looking at these refinance numbers, it says that mortgage brokers must be run off their feet as the Reserve Bank continues to hike the cash rate. The cash rate is now 2.35% and the CBA predicts it will peak at 2.85% by November. But ANZ and Westpac see it at a worrying 3.35% by year's end. If your mortgage repayments are hurting, refinancing might be worth considering. A lot of pain ahead for a lot of people. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. An absolutely thrilling game in the NRL yesterday afternoon between long-time arch enemies, South Sydney and, of course, the Roosters. But, gosh, it was also a brutal game. Yeah, absolutely. South Sydney sending the Roosters packing from the finals 30-14. to 14. There was just so much going on on the field. An NRL record, seven sin binnings. Victor Radley was sent off twice. Five players came off for HIAs, including the Roosters captain, James Tedesco, who failed his concussion test, so played no further part in the match. At one point, the Bunnies were down to 11 men. Their skipper, Cam Murray, says they show great resilience. Can't let things that you can't control affect the way that we play 
and you know I thought we were down and out there a few times and boys kept turning up so really proud of everyone's effort. So Souths will dust themselves off. They meet the Sharks in Saturday night's semi-final. The Eels host the Red Hot Raiders on Friday night. And it is, of course, the finals time in the AFL as well. And the Lions will head to the tribunal, Brett, to free a star midfielder for their prelims against the Cats. Yeah, they certainly will. Jared Berry probably played the best game I've seen him play for Brisbane, especially in uh, the second half when he was used as a tagger on Clayton Oliver. Well, it was that battle with Clayton Oliver that could cost him a place in a prelim final. He's been offered a one-game ban for making unreasonable contact to the face of the D star. He kind of raked his hand across the eye region, which is obviously a no-no, and uh, bans have been handed out for that in the past. But some players have also been cleared. Jeremy Cameron uh, managed to get off a, a ban a few months ago for a similar incident with Marlon Pickett from the Tigers. So I think the Lions will argue a similar thing to get Berry off. And I reckon they might be successful because he was pinned to the ground. He may argue that he was trying to uh, get Clayton Oliver off him and it wasn't intentional. So if it's downgraded to careless, a one-game ban becomes a fine. Uh, they also get Oscar McInerney back, uh, their star ruckman as well. Joe Danaher, who missed due to uh, family reasons, will inject some strength to their forward line. The skipper, Dane Zorko, says they need to stand tall in defence once again. Around the contest, if our pressure is really hot around there, every team's susceptible to that. So that's something that we'll be focusing on during the week. But if we can bring what we brought in that second half, it's going to be a great contest. And some doubt over Cats defender Jake Collajasny, who's nursing a knee injury. Now, it might be finals time in the footy codes, Brett, as we know, but there's also cricket bat. We love that. And the Aussie one-day side is in action against New Zealand. And they wrapped up a clean sweep against the Kiwis in Cairns last night, winning the third one-day international by 25 runs. Steve Smith was the star of the show with a few catches and a sparkling 105, uh, sending Aaron Finch out a winner. Uh, the departing captain retiring from the 50-over format and says he has no regrets. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. I've loved every bit of it. To have a fair bit of team success uh, along the way is, is what you play for. And I think sitting around having a beer with your mates in the change room after you win a game or a series is, is the thing that I'll miss the most. And Max Verstappen continues his charge to back-to-back uh, Formula One titles. Started seventh at the Italian Grand Prix, worked his way through the field to claim his 11th win of the season, fifth in a row. Dan Ricciardo started fourth on the grid but struggled across the line in 17th, Tash. Massive weekend again in sport. Thanks so much for the latest details, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And back to London, and as tributes continue to flow for Queen Elizabeth II, Green Park, just a short walk away from Buckingham Palace, has now turned into an incredible sea of flowers and other special gifts. Thousands of well-wishers are leaving Paddington Bears, framed poems, Union Jack baseball caps, newspaper clippings, and even special photos of Her Majesty throughout her 70-year reign. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.